Good morning there. For Northeast by Midwest, my name is Jonathan Jones. Happy Monday. Welcome to a new week here on our podcast, Northeast by Midwest. Pray you're doing well. This particular week, recorded these a little earlier because I'm having some vacation with my family. So I thought I'd share with you on here, for some of you this might be repeat, what I shared uh, with our church this past Sunday been doing a series called Fading or Abiding and trying to address some of the issues within larger, the larger, uh, I guess, areas of Christendom, at least here in the States and probably worldwide, where we're seeing a lot of deconstruction and deconversion, which is people that once claimed the name of Jesus, maybe they grew up in the church, and maybe some of you that will listen to this, this could be you, and they have... Uh, walked away, they don't believe what they used to believe anymore, um, whatever that might be. And I've been walking my church the last six or seven weeks just through how we respond to that, um, hopefully in sadness uh, and prayer for uh, repentance and faith for those that have walked away, and also in intro- introspection in our own lives, uh, were there things we uh, could have done or didn't do that we should have? Um you know, that, that may have caused people to walk away. And so um, kind of ended that series uh, yesterday with the church. It was sort of a mini-series. And I just thought I'd share with you, um, you know, if you're part of our church here and you listen to this, great, you can dig a little deeper. Um, but I just kind of want to share the outline that that I gave. And uh, I, I think when it comes to the Bible, This is probably one of the most paramount passages when it comes to making disciples and discipleship. And, uh, you know, there's no silver bullet as to why people walk away. Uh, People walked away in the Bible. People are going to walk away from the faith today. It's going to happen. You know, we do have a responsibility, and I think sometimes maybe we forget that or don't know exactly what that is. And so I think the Apostle Paul, through God's Word, gives us some great wisdom. Um, I just wanted to share... Uh, this is kind of the way I'm outlining the text uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, just briefly, uh, Paul writes three letters, 1, 2 Timothy, and Titus from prison. He's getting ready to die. He will be beheaded probably somewhere around AD 64 or 65 uh, under Nero. And, um, you know, Paul is, these are kind of his last words to a young pastor that he's trained up named Timothy. And even though it's kind of pastor to pastor, it really gives us a good um, I, I, I guess, microscope into how uh, passing the faith on works and uh, what are some of the things that, um, that we are to do and what are some of the things that we can't do. Um, so let me just kind of share it with you. I entitled the message. I'm not going to re-preach the message. Don't worry. I'll be, uh, you know, uh, kind of try to be somewhat short and sweet on here, 10, 12 minutes. Um, but I'm going to just kind of share sort of the highlights of, of the message that I, I shared yesterday, and hopefully you can go dig in. So um, this is the outline of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 26. I entitled the message, The Word of God is Not Bound. Um, diligent Workman. And uh, one, one of the statements I made and I'd like to make on here is this. My life or your life is bound working with the word of God that is not bound. And that's kind of Paul's point here, that each of our lives has a sunrise and a sunset, but the Bible doesn't. And so the Bible is the constant, we are not. And so we have a short time, a varied time. We don't know. Some of us have a long time, some have a short time. 
And so the idea is the mission is the same, uh, to, to make disciples, to be a, a consistent disciple of Jesus and to make disciples, to reproduce reproducers. And that's, that's what Christianity is about, right? But what the challenge is, and I think one of the things as I share this outline with you, in our culture, it's almost kind of like we, we try to manufacture. You know, we look at what one church does or another church does, and, and they have success. And, and we should look and learn from other people. But contexts are different. People are in different places. Ministries are different. Um, I'm in a different spot than you're at. You know, some of you that listen to this are, are much closer to the Lord than I am. Some of you not as close, right? I mean, all of us are in different spots. And so it's always hard and, and I think yet, yet near impossible to um, recapture uh, something that someone does in another church. I can use principles from it. I can, you know, and, and, and I've read many books and I'm actually reading books now on discipleship. Uh, it's great and it helps me and encourages me. And yet, you know, it, it doesn't give me the silver bullet because there is no silver bullet outside of the Bible. So here's the outline. Um, first off, 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, consistent teaching, life on life, it's not a one and done. Um, and, uh, second Timothy two, two specifically two, one and two say, uh, you be strengthened in the grace that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the things which you have learned and heard in me commit to faithful men who will teach others also. And so, um, you know, the idea Paul gives is simply this first off, like it's not about me and it's not about you. You know, the reality is he says, be strengthened in the grace that's in Christ and then he says, I'll come back and kind of parse out a little bit of 2, 1, and 2. But the first kind of bullet point is consistent teaching life on life. Secondly, in verses 3 through 5 and really the rest of the chapter, Paul will give sort of the, the messiness and the challenge of making disciples. And he uses all these examples. So the first one is a single-minded soldier of Christ, chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. The second example Paul gives is of an enduring, patient farmer. And so you get the idea, you know, what farmer goes out and says, oh, look, the wheat grew nine inches today. It just doesn't happen that way, right? Uh, over time. And that's kind of the idea Paul is going to be teaching through here. You know, no soldier wakes up and becomes a great soldier. They have to work hard. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of failures. There's a lot of successes. And so Paul's kind of building in a lot of ways a theology of how the church is to pass on the faith. By being a single-minded soldier, verses 3 through 5 of 2 Timothy 2. By being an enduring, patient farmer, 2, 6 through 13. In 2, 14 and 19, Paul tells us, the Apostle Paul, to be diligent workmen, departing from sin, ready for good works. And kind of the centrality of the passage here, Paul will mention within there that the Word of God is not bound. And so one of the reminders is the fact that my life has strings to it. And so does yours in the sense that there is a birthday and a death day for me. There's not for the Bible. The Bible is not bound. It is the constant. It's what changes people's lives. God uses you. He uses me. He uses people. But I'm not the change agent and you're not. The word of God is. And he says a diligent workman or an approved workman should be not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we want to rightly cut or rightly divide the Bible. Or if we've got bad theology, we're going to have bad orthopraxy, or we're going to have bad, you know, application. So finally, in verses 20 to 23, Paul tells us to be a sanctified vessel. The personal holiness really matters. 
And then finally, he ends by saying that we are to be a gentle servant or gentle servants, patiently enduring evil in verses 24 to 26. And so I kind of wrote this as a reminder for myself. Lives that are bound are working with the word of God that is not bound. And so then what I kind of did with our church is I just uh, dug down a little bit. That's sort of the macroscope. And then on the microscope, back in verses 1 and 2, I think Paul sort of lays out the battle plan, if you will. And then all of these, the rest of this chapter is sort of the pictures of how this is a battle. It's a war. It's tough. You know, there's, there's never one moment you look back on as a Christian and you say, that was the moment where I grew. Uh, maybe that moment helped me grow, and it, and it probably was part of my growth. But it's all of these sometimes singular and momentous moments all throughout our life, failures, uh, positive things, encouragements, death, life, the list goes on. Um, you know, jobs, getting married, having kids, uh, going to college, whatever it is, you know, when you scraped your knee when you were five years old. All of these things, it's hard to measure. And I think that's why Paul gives us these really interesting measuring tools like, how do you know when a soldier becomes a great soldier? Well, I I mean, I guess when they go into battle, right? And sometimes they don't even know, and then they rise to the occasion. I mean, how does a farmer know he or she is successful? I mean, how do they know their crops are growing? Well, they seem sprouting up, you know, but it's not something you can measure every night, right? The metric for this is challenging. And then Paul talks a lot about personal holiness and the centrality of God's word in passing on the faith. Uh, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So you kind of see Paul's you know, uh, uh, mission or force coming through here. So here's just real brief as, as I kind of close a little dig down, just uh, scratching the surface of verses 2, 1, and 2. Uh, first of all, um, in 2, 1... Paul will tell us that we are strengthened by grace in Christ Jesus. Um, Jesus is the hero, not me. You know, when I look at fading or abiding, when I look at people that um, have left the faith or left the church, many times maybe their faith was in a person that wasn't Christ. It may have been a pastor, a missionary, a parent, and someone failed them. And that's going to happen because we're humans and we fail. We see it all throughout the Bible. And so I find it interesting that Paul kind of reminds here when it comes to passing on the faith that we're to be strengthened by grace in Christ. In other words, it's not about me and it's not about you. And so the takeaway I had for myself was Jesus is the hero, not Jonathan Jones. Same for you, right? Then he'll say in verse 2, what you have heard among many witnesses. But first he says what you have heard. The takeaway there was you know the truth. Romans 10 tells us that Um, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so, you know, this isn't a one-time hearing because Paul will tell us in the next phrase, in the presence of many witnesses. So he'll remind us not only do we know the truth, but to go back to the things we know. In chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, Paul will tell us, since a little child to Timothy, you've learned these sacred writings, you know, the Bible. And for most of us that grew up, uh, maybe I'm sure not all of us, but if you grew up in a Christian home, The doctrine and teaching of the faith is not new. And so we know the truth. I know the truth. You know the truth. I have to be reminded of it in the presence of many witnesses. And so there's a reminder that you're not alone, right? That was the takeaway there for me again. I am not alone. You're not alone. Even the great Elijah, after his great victory, thought he was the only one. And God said, hey, 7,000 haven't bowed the knee to Baal. So what you have heard, you know the truth. 
in the presence of many witnesses, you are not alone. And then the kind of the final thing he gives us in verse 2 is entrust to faithful men who can teach others also. So now in, in context, you know, Paul's talking to Timothy, a pastor, but the, the concept is true for all of us. It's whether it's my children or, or someone that God's put in my path or you, that I'm to pass on the faith and entrust it to people who are faithful. And here's the interesting part, who can teach others. So this is the idea of reproducing reproducers. If the gospel dies with me, the gospel dies. If I don't pass it on and you don't pass it on, the gospel dies. The reason the gospel got to me is someone passed it on for 2,000 years. And that's incredible, right? And so, you know, some questions that, that I asked our, our, our church and myself, and please understand, friends, these are first for me and hopefully for you as well. And I'll just kind of end today with these questions for you to think about and peruse and love to have a conversation with you about this Uh Maybe you disagree with me about something. Hey, send me a text, voice message, whatever it is. Reach out, Jonathan Jones. Love to chat with you. Even a cup of coffee. So here's some questions for, for you and I, for I. Are you living and teaching consistently? Am I living and teaching consistently? The doctrine that I know. Does a focused soldier describe how I live my life as a Christian? Does it describe how you live your life as a Christian? Am I looking for a quick fix or the long haul? Am I about the process or about the product? It seems like, like Paul here is ultimately about the product through the process, right? But sometimes we just want the product without the process. I know I do. Being and making disciples is like an enduring farmer. Am, am I patiently persevering and enduring? Am I diligent? Are you diligent at cutting God's word right? Uh, that matters, right? Personal holiness matters. Am I gentle and do I endure evil? Some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. That's out of 1 Corinthians 3. So just a few thoughts there. Uh, that's kind of the, the message. Uh, it was a little longer at church, <laughs> probably about 40, 45 minutes. But uh, in a little under 15, just wanted to kind of share with you. And uh, for those of you, uh, you know, the do claim the name of Jesus. I hope that encourages you. Uh, to maybe think, uh, maybe a little challenge about some things. And, you know, if you don't know Christ, uh, that this would encourage you to come to the cross where there's grace and forgiveness. And, you know, if you're struggling in your faith or maybe you've left it, uh, love to talk with you, uh, pray for you, and, uh, you know, hear where you're at. So I hope this encourages you. For Northeast by Midwest, my name is Jonathan Jones. Have a great day and a great week.